the poor blonde. Choose your favorite beverage, get ready for some real talk, no sugar coating or sparing feelings here, real and raw. This is Wendy, the poor blonde. Welcome back, my poor friends. You know, I cannot express to you how appreciative I am that you are here still supporting me. I know it has been a while since I've chatted <clears throat> and, you know, I can give you a million reasons. Um, I'll give you a few, but I could probably <laughs> give you a million, but I have to say thank you so much for your support. Um, I hope that you have your pours of beer, your wine, your cocktails, maybe even milk or juice, definitely in a wine glass just to be bougie, right? So tonight I am going to crack open a cuddle puddle by Breakside. It's a West Coast India Pale Ale. Let's see how this bad boy tastes. No, it's not too bad. I mean, yeah, this isn't too bad, actually. Um, let's see if I can get any information off the can, which I cannot. Other than it's out of Portland, Oregon. Um, that's about the extent of that one, but... It's definitely refreshing. It's not as hoppy as I prefer, um, and that's okay. It is a pale ale, but it's still refreshing. It still has a great taste to the palate. Um, it's definitely between one and five. I would definitely give it a two and a half. So there you go. So let's get on with this. It has been such a long time. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I think the last episode that I recorded was uh, the first part of January, I think like January 8th, and that was my season two, episode one. So this is episode two. I know I have not been consistent. And again, um, I just have so much that I want to unpack um, I hope that I can get through all of my thoughts that has kept me away from my microphone that maybe some of you would be able to relate to. Um, if you can't relate to it, maybe you know somebody who can and definitely send them my way um, to be able to listen and, you know, hopefully um, they can take away from this episode um, in a much better light. So with that being said, um, I think that we all have good intentions, right? Like getting up early to do a workout. Maybe you meditate. Um, maybe you journal. And maybe doing devotionals before you head to work. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that have things that they do, whether they're, 
you know, parents. Um, I happen to be an, an empty nester, but maybe those of you that are listening, your parents, so you're trying to get your littles out of bed, trying to get them ready for school or for daycare. Um, there's just so much that's going on and you have these intentions and you have this time frame and you've blocked, you know, you've had these blocks of this time is going to be dedicated to this and this time is going to be dedicated to that. Um, and as we all um, can relate in some fashion um, that we have set good intentions for ourselves, right? Um, I think that we set up ourselves for positivity as well. You know, we want to start our day out with positive thoughts and positive vibes, and we don't want to let anything get into our way um, of being that best that we can be person for ourselves and for others that are around us. Being accountable for ourselves. Um, I mean, even though, you know, um, we've lived whatever life that we've lived, we're doing whatever we're doing, we still want to be accountable, right? Because um, there's nobody else that's going to be accountable for us but us. Um, and maybe there's even some non-negotiables in there. You know, making promises to ourselves. Um, you know, there's something to be said about making promises and saying, this is what I'm going to do unconditionally. This is a non-negotiable, such as I have to get up to go to work. I choose to go to work early to get my work done. Um, that's a long story. That's for another time. Um, so I know that I need to be out of the door by seven o'clock. I typically do not start work till eight. And so for me, I'm like, okay, that means I have to get up at four so I can get my journaling in. I can get my pre-workout in. Um, if I'm doing a beach body workout, I know it's going to be potentially, um, 30 to 45 minutes, give or take. There are some beach body, um, exercises that are an hour. So whatever that means, whether you're going out for a run, whether you're doing, um, a stationary bike, you have to set yourself up for these non-negotiables to make promises to yourself that this is what I'm going to do because I have to be out of work or I have to be ready for work by 7 a.m., right? I mean, and all of this is reasonable. Set yourself up for goals. Set yourself up to say, I have to be to work. I have to roll out of bed. I have to get up and exercise, not because I get paid in cash, but because I have to pay it to myself, right? And I think that this gets lost in translation. But it's all reasonable. It's attainable. They are smart goals. As we want to do things to impact our lives in a positive and productive way. Just like I said, you know, as somebody who's an empty nester, I don't have to get my littles up and I don't have to get my preteen up and I don't have to do. So those mommies and daddies that are out there, you're having to give yourself a huge window where I don't have to give that window. Um, I just have to be responsible for myself. And yes, I have to take Allie out to go potty. And yes, um, 
I have to clean out the cat litter. So lady, you know, she's got a good clean place to go potty, right? So there are things that I do not just for myself, but I do for, you know, my fur babies. And then I'm going to take a sip of my beer. <laughs> I say just maybe you do that as well. If you're driving in a car, hopefully you're not drinking a beer. Hopefully you're not drinking some wine. Take some water because that's always good. If you're grocery shopping, I don't know. I think that it's legal to open up a can a container of water and um, sip it while you're shopping. So I recommend you do so. You're going to pay for it on the other side, right? So good. By the way, this can has a little otter on it. It's actually quite cute. Anyways, so then waking up in the middle of the night. I'm sure we all can relate. I do not know one person, and I don't know very many, but I do not know one person that can sleep through the whole bloody night. Just saying. And the brain cannot, will not, unequivocally shut down. Waking up late. Or telling ourselves, you know what, I'll just get up tomorrow. And make up today on the weekend. I have said this countless bazillion times in the last two years of my life. Two years. I know. Once in a while might be a thing. But I have been doing this almost consistently for two years. I'm telling you. It's been a struggle. Now, all of a sudden, the positivity, the accountability that we have set ourselves up for for the previous night is out the door, right? It is out the door, out the window, maybe in the bottom of the cat litter, let's be clear. Um, everything that we have set ourselves up for is just gone. It's done. And then the next day, we just lay in bed. Our alarm goes off. We're awake. For sure, we're awake. And then we should be getting up to fulfill the goals and all the things. And instead, we make excuses for not getting up. Again, well... I slept really shitty the night before. So I really need to sleep in today. Or two nights ago, I went to bed kind of late. So I only got six hours of sleep. So I'm entitled to try to get additional sleep. And I don't know how many of you try to get that additional sleep, but me, my alarm goes off at four o'clock in the morning and I can make a bazillion excuses. And all of a sudden at 530, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get up because I have to get out of this house by 7 a.m. to get to work by 730. But in the meantime, I've listened to the news. I know what's going on in the world. I mean, that's good, right? We all should know what's going on in the world. 
what's going on in our community. But the excuses become a part of our lives. And this is a cycle I have been on. I can't tell you that I've been on this for the last two months. I can't tell you that I've been on this for six months. What I can tell you unequivocally is I have been on this for two years. Two years. When we sold our home in Portland and we got our apartment on the west side, And for those of you, I live in Oregon, (laughs) not Maine. Um, I made excuses that I was in an apartment and I would be jumping up and down on somebody's head and somebody would be complaining because of my workouts. So I stopped doing my workouts. Then I got um, a membership for Cycle Bar, which, by the way, I was obsessed with. I'm still in that whole dilemma of do I get a Peloton do I get a bike through um, Beachbody, which I think Beachbody is now calling themselves body? Or do I wait till my clubhouse is done and see if they have any bikes? The point I'm trying to make is for two years, I have been making excuses. But this is a cycle. And it is a cycle. It's like going into a roundabout. Any of you know what a roundabout is? Um, those of you who have never experienced a roundabout, It is a part of the road that instead of having four-way stops or lights, they literally have this roundabout. They have a center. Some of them have centerpieces. Some of them have flowers. They have trees, whatever. And you have to either stop and or yield to the person to your left, but it helps with the traffic flow. So cycle. This is what I've been on. Constant. And for whatever reason, I have not been able to get off that roundabout, that cycle. I would then have anxiety and guilt and the guilt is through the freaking roof. But not enough guilt for me to change, right? So I have to balance myself and say, I feel so bad because I did not get up and I did not do that workout. I did not get my run in, whatever. But is the guilt to the intensity that it should be, or that I feel that it should be, for me to make the change tomorrow? Apparently not. So my anxiety and my guilt, because I didn't do what I had set out to do, my promises to myself were broken. And if you've heard my previous podcast, or if you know me personally, you know, whether it is for myself, for my child, for my spouse, for my family. I do not make promises unless I know damn good and well that I can follow through. But guess what? Apparently, it's pretty easy to make promises, break promises to myself. That's tough. That's tough for any of us to have these promises 
that we make to ourselves, that we commit to ourselves, that we dedicate to ourselves, and we break time and time again. The accountability to myself is shot to hell. The excuses became more frequent daily. And then I wonder, like, you know, we all do. And I know I say we all do. I am using everybody and I probably shouldn't. But those of us that are listening, I shouldn't say we all. But I'm going to say those of you who know what I mean, you know. I wonder why I can't get in a pair of those jeans that I swear I could two months ago. I don't know. Two months? How much weight can you truly gain? Well, I can tell you because my scale says, says so. I can tell you because my belt loops say so. I can tell you because this girl's tired of sucking her shit in. You can gain some weight in two months. Now I'm self-loathing. Any of you done that? Eating too much? Not enough. Drinking too much? And I don't mean your Diet Dr. Peppers, which by the way, I love. I'm talking alcoholic beverages. I'm talking your cocktails. I'm talking your wine. Maybe some of you don't. Maybe some of you do not drink and you have other things in your life, whether it's sugar, candy, chips, whatever. It all comes down into the dumpster fire of being out of control. Do. To letting myself down. It's the easiest way to fall into depression, high anxiety, and self-destruction. We went to visit my family in Tri-Cities, Washington. I had worried to see them, to be honest. I mean, I did my best to enjoy... And be in the moment with them. But I had to do self-talk a few times. And those of you who self-talk, you know what I mean. Those of you who don't know what I mean, it's legit self-talk. It is legit talking to yourself like you are talking to another human being. It is out loud. It is proud. It is trying to work things out and sometimes just easier for me to talk out loud so I can work things out than to try to talk inside my brain because then it becomes just this jumbled mess and I go off into a completely different tangent on a different direction. It is what it is. My thoughts of them seeing through me. Excuse me. My stress of only fitting in to two pairs of jeans. And let me be clear, only one fits me better than the other because one pair is stretchable. The other one, not so stretchy. But these were the things that I was honestly 
unequivocally worried about. And I know that none of my family members were judging me. They were not examining if I was wearing the same pair of jeans two days in a row. They were just happy to plain and simple see me. I added more undue negativity to how I have been feeling. The guilt, the anxiety. I did do a workout while I was there at the hotel, which honestly, I really think is what I really, really needed. Work through my anxiety, work through my worries, my self-loathing, and the judgment that only I was feeling. My endorphins kicked in and I felt a sense of relief. Now, wouldn't you think that if I felt those endorphins and I felt how amazing that I was feeling when I had that, that I would continue to do the workouts, that I continue to the run, lifting weights, whatever it is for me. And it might be something different for you, but to feel so good when I was done, but I'll be damned, it's the starting. It's the self-talking your way out of a situation It's yourself saying, I'll make it up on Saturday. I'll be good and I'll make it up on Sunday. Monty's mom recently passed away. Towards the end of her life, we didn't want to face the inevitable. Like I was... Telling Monty, I'm not a doctor. I do not have MD at the end of my name. But this cannot be the way that this is ending. I just couldn't grasp it. I, I don't know. That's just myself. I couldn't grasp it. Monty, I think, was holding on to the same. Maybe he was holding on to more like dental floss. <laughs> It will only be good for a few cleaning of teeth. I mean, I know that's a terrible analogy. But I think that he knew more than what I knew. Because in my mind, I'm like, no, she's good. She's good. She's, she's, nope, there, nope, this is not how it's going to be. Nope. But it happened just the same. Those of you who have lost a loved one, you know the emotional turmoil. Remembering the last conversation, the last luncheon, the last time you heard their voice. And as my sister-in-law had said, and I quote, I will never get an unsolicited opinion again end quote another obstacle in my life as a death of Monty's mom brought up my own feelings of losing my daddy so many years ago and all of the wished I should have done could have said why wasn't I there 
Why wasn't I the last face that he saw before he closed his eyes? The emotional turmoil inside. And don't get me wrong. I tried not to be selfish during the time that Monty was going through and his sister going through and the grandchildren going through what they were going through. I'm not trying to be selfish, but what I'm trying to convey is it brought up the feelings that I had that I felt I deserved remembering when my father passed and I wasn't there. And I wasn't honestly even there there. I was in Washington State. My father passed away in Texas. It took me a while to get there. And that is a whole nother episode in itself. But the emotional, the turmoil, the guilt, again, what I have been going through. To add to why I have not been available to listen to as you're driving, as you're working out, as you're grocery shopping. So, all of this to be said, I am a work in progress, as we all are. There is nobody perfect. And I don't care what you see on social media. I'm here telling you they're showing their best parts of them. And by God, if there are people who lit- literally have that kind of life on Instagram and behind the scenes of Instagram, I would love to meet them. Because nobody is walking on water. There are people with more struggles more worries, and more anxiety than myself. There are people who would give one more day to go for a run, have enough food to have tight clothing, and to never have to say goodbye today. So the last few months have been difficult for me. And I am sure that you have felt some difficulties in your life, whether it is your children, your spouse, your work, your friends. Again, there is no such thing as perfection. We strive for it. I strive for it. I strive for perfectionism, but it's non-existent. Like, I don't care how much I strive for it. I know it is non-bloody existent. I will never walk on water. And I'm not religious, guys. But I do know there are some things that I've read, heard, whatever, without going down that biblical 
road that I know nothing about. <laughs> but I use that a lot because in my mind, I'm thinking the only perfection is something that I cannot attain. So allow yourself to feel all the emotions that you go through. Don't hide from them. Don't run from them. It's all a part of our learning and our experience and life. Realize that life is tough. It is stressful. It is emotional. But you will get through and you will become stronger and you will become more resilient and powerful. Everything that you go through is going to make you stronger. I don't know. Maybe if you are a brownies or a Girl Scouts and you have that patch, you know, on your vest. You may not have that patch for people to see, but you know that that patch exists, right? Because even though you're going through some shit right now, you know you know in your heart of hearts, in your, in your brain, you have to say, I will become better on the other side, however long that takes you. I don't care if it's a divorce that's going to take you five years. I don't care if it's custody of your children that's going to take you three years. I don't care if it is, a, if it is you know, trying to find new employment and it's taking you consistently two years. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's you trying to lose five pounds. I don't care if it is reaching a financial goal, being completely out of debt. I don't care what it is for you because only you know. But you will be more resilient on the other side. It's just a bitch to get to that point. The tough stuff, that's part of life. We don't have to run and hide thinking there's something wrong with us because literally everyone is fighting through something. Maybe not today. Maybe somebody has this perfect life today. Maybe they're living their best damn life today. Maybe they have no worries. They have no stresses. They have no nothing. But you know, and I know damn good and well down the road, there will become something, whether it is weight, whether it is a loss of a child, a parent, a grandparent, whether it is a loss of a job, whether it is a layoff. I don't care what it is. Everybody goes through something. I don't care if you're freaking Elon Musk. I don't care who the hell you are that's making a bazillion dollars. You have stress. And trust me, I would not want his stress. I'll I'll just put it right out there. I would not want that kind of stress. But you get my point. We have to adjust our mindset. And what we're truly wanting in life. Our non-negotiables should be just like our jobs. We go to work to pay our bills. We work out to feel good. 
We journal to brain dump. Whatever it is for you. We set our alarms to get up and on with however we planned our day. And we stop with the excuses. We do our best to keep on track and to give ourselves grace in times that are needed. Remember that. Remember to give yourself grace. Remember to say it's okay. But don't continue to use that as an excuse. Remember how we felt when we do or don't do something. Make a mental note. Or write it in a journal to look back on. Hey, listen, I did a three-mile run and I felt amazing. You know what? Write it down. Put it in your brain bank. Remember those feelings. Remember that high that you felt because of the endorphins. Remember when you went shopping and you were couponing and when you got to the register, all of a sudden, all you owed for a basket of freaking groceries that should have cost you 300 cost you 100 Remember those feelings. Remember the high that you felt, that happiness that you felt when you did that thing. Remember how you want to feel. I want to feel that high, that natural high when I get up and do a five-mile run. It's hard and I struggle. My legs are tired. I feel like I can't go any farther. And I have to self-talk and say, you can do anything for 10 minutes. And I push. And I may have to stop for a moment when I'm on my treadmill to catch my breath, to give my legs just a little bit of a break. And then I get back on. And man, that feeling of accomplishment, that feeling of Yes, I did five miles. And mind you, I took a break. But you know what? I look at that break and I said that it was needed. And I felt in my heart and my soul that it was needed. But I finished. I finished what I set my mind to do. So. I'm back and I hope that you continue to stick with me. I hope that you are inspired and that something is relatable to you because even if I left out something that you are going through, it is relatable to you, right? So let's continue this conversation. You can email me at the poor. P-O-U-R, blonde at gmail.com. Or 
you can message me at the poor blonde on Instagram. I am there and I check my messages and I love the outpour of love and support that you guys provide me. I might not be a well-known name and I might not have a bazillion followers, but what I do have are those who are loyal and I am so grateful. And if this is a an episode that you feel that you have someone in your life that can relate to and that you want to have them hear me out, send them my way. I am on all your podcast platforms. For now, my friends, keep pouring. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. Email at the poor blonde that's P O U R the poor blonde at gmail.com and can continue our conversation.